Look at you two fat fucks eating. I'm professional. Well, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm fucking starving. Same here, but you haven't seen me move to get anything to eat. Well, you got to wait for your dinner, haven't you? It'll yeah. give a bit more of a time to, you know, you guys go for it. Uh, by the way, how's your team battleground doing? Um, well, I see yours is doing a lot better than mine. Yeah. Have you attacked? Have you done all your attacks yet? Or? I've done five, but obviously they're always most saying stick to your bracket, but fucking some of them I can't win, so. No, because the team, the other team, my, on my team, the other team, I don't think anyone's done their, has done theirs, so it's pretty easy. Yeah, well, the fucking, on my side of the team, every other fucking opponent on the team's got full charges. <laughs> so you're going to get a nice, decent WrestleMania card, and I'm going to get shit. No, I don't think I will. But anyway, back to, um. Back to, old Kenny. Back to Omega. Yeah, so I've got, um, before we carry on, I've got a list of, of the, uh, the titles and the accompaniment. It's accompaniment. Start that again. Fatality. It's Omega. It's Omega Day. <laughs> it's Omega Day. It's May Day. May Day, Omega Day. We're talking about Omega. We're talking about Kenny. This is my favourite one already. <laughs> Can I just say this is the best stab we've ever had? <laughs> oh, it's Omega Day. Yeah, you're joining us on Three Men, One Fall. Today, we are talking about the Omega Man. Kenny Omega himself. My voice is probably going to go a few times during this as well. Um... Because I think I've got a bit of a cold coming on. But that's not going to stop us talking about the cleaner himself. The cleaner. The best boat machine. <laughs> so, three men, one fall. Thank you for joining us. Who are the three men? I'm Jay. I'm Ash. I'm Russ. And yeah, pro wrestling then. Kenny Omega. There's a name that's synonymous with it. Why? What's he ever done? Ah, oh, fucking, I don't know, mate. He's got some spaghetti hair, plays video games. Something about being like the belt collector now as well. Um, One of yeah. the best in the world. I'll just put it out there now. It's the truth. No need to carry on about that. So let's get on with what we're going to be talking about. Before we, I suppose, dive best into Best in the it. world. Best in the world. Best right, in so the world. So that was three men, one fool. Kenny Omega's is the best in the world. I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see, catch you in the next one then. Are we, do, are, we, are we doing CM Punk or are we doing... Jericho. He's the real best in the world. <laughs> wow. So... Before we dive in, uh, obviously Kenny Omega has now won the TNA World Championship and the Impact World Championship at Impact Wrestling's Rebellion pay-per-view that took place uh, last week as of recording. So he's now three, uh, well actually no, four belts, isn't it? Because he's still Triple A champion. Yeah, that's what confused me really. Because he's he's a three champion, but he's got four belts, so... 
Well, they I unified mean, yeah. both the TNA and the yeah, Impact. Yeah, but they? obviously, I'm, I'm assuming they, they will be making a belt, like, to make it like one belt, but at the minute he's got mm. both. I don't know, because unless the companies actually merge together, which I don't think is the long-term plan, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're going to speculate a bit. No, I, I, mean, I, mean, uh, I mean the Impact title and the TNA title. Oh, well, see, I mean, I don't know. I just thought they just brought the TNA one out as a as an angle, and it's kind of, I mean, it's worked out all right. It's given them an extra belt now to carry, hasn't it? But Yeah, but that, that's what I mean, though. I'm, I'm assuming that they will eventually scrap both them belts and just have one Impact title. But who knows? Well, time will tell, I guess. But did anyone see that match? All the people. I, I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, it was um, it was good. But I tell you what, it's it's that horrible thing again with the way Impact has to do it, where with no crowd, and again, it can't be helped. Like we say it like all the time, don't we? It can't be helped. But you can just tell that sometimes when it's like guys that don't, they're not overly familiar with working with each other. They um. Yeah, it's difficult because you can't feed off the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything, you, anything you want to add to that, actually? Or yeah. <laughs> no, um, I'm, bit, I'm still a bit upset. It wasn't Moose. Experienced. <laughs> I'm, bit, I'm a bit upset. It wasn't Moose because it looked like with Hard to Kill, it could have been Moose with the, for the match. I wish it had been, but. Swan's good, but we all knew who's going to lose. So, yeah, hundred oh, percent. Like, there's no way anyone in their right mind could have thought that Swan was going to win. <laughs> it's just you know, you just know, don't you? When it's Omega, and it's for a title that he's holding at the present time, he's not going to lose it. So, you know, he's not. I mean, especially not going to lose the AW title to someone that's not even in AW. Come on. It's, it's weird, really, because that's kind of what... Because it is a good match, but it does take you out of it a bit because, like, you you do already know the ending. Like, you know how it's going to go. Even if it wasn't Omega, though, like, it's one of those things where it's just like AEW just hasn't really been acknowledging that angle, really, on their product. Whereas uh, on Impact, that is their their main angle, yeah. at least, like, for yeah. the, in the title picture. So No, I agree. Like, in... Um AW should have, like, they should have had Swan come over and attack him or something because then, like you said, it, 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 it merges them together as it should because it's an interpromotional match, you know. Omega's going over there, but you don't see anything on AW, like you said, so. The only people from Impact are the Good Brothers and, um, Don Callis, that's it. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like, it, it, like I said, on, uh, Dynamite this week, they, because it was pre taped, they barely mentioned anything about Kenny Omega. It was like one brief mention like, oh, by the way, Kenny Omega won uh, Impact Championship and that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, it it it's almost seems like that the angle they're going over with is that AEW's doing Impact a favour because it's like all the, all the, it's like all the attention is in Impact but you obviously none of the attention of Impact is in AEW. It's like, it's what it seems one-sided to me. Well, how many of the partnerships that AFW had have they actually not looked weak? They've always had to look stronger to me, it feels like. Yeah, no, I agree there. I, know, I understand why, because it's their product. Yeah, I get it. But like you said, like 
they just mentioned it like, oh yeah, Kenny Omega won the uh, the Impact title, and that's it. Like, they should be making a bigger deal out of it than that. Yeah, because New Japan have a better relationship with um, Impact than Impact have a relationship with AEW. Yeah, it, it literally does seem that way as well. And, it, and I know it should know be f- the other way, really, because like most of the top guys in AEW have come from Japan. Yeah, and if, I know Finn Juice are the tag champions in Impact, so you think about it, they ain't got many champions. But are they, to their are own. they even contracted to Impact though, or are they still contracted to New Japan? Uh, contracted to New Japan, but they do make appearances. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, if if Impact can have good relations and have like crossovers with New Japan, then why can't AEW? It seems like they haven't. Well, they did that thing with Kenta, but yeah, like, it seems like they haven't really done that. They ain't really made the deal yet, if that makes sense. And they've just announced that um, Al Phantasmo is going to appear at Impact. So that's yeah. another one. That yeah. Could, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I feel like maybe it could be more in the works for like a long-term thing. I think With so. the New Japan and AEW stuff. But yeah, I, I do. I, I strongly agree with that. I just think that for Rich Swan's absence on AEW, mm. I think hurt the overall big fight feel because they could have done yeah. more to maybe build it if Rich Swan had appeared more in AEW and blurred the lines a bit more it could have been a bit more well hang on Rich Swan may take this but even then I think that still would have been worked better with Moose if they'd have gone if I think but if they'd have, if they'd have gone with I Moose mean, I reckon yeah we could have probably got more out of it but you know it, it is I, what it is but I 100% agree it's, it's like like you said if Rich Swan would have came over give him a bit of a deck cut a promo or whatever, it's like, you would have been looking forward to see it more, if it makes sense. It's, be- it's a better build. It's like, Rich Swan was contained in these invisible four walls, like he couldn't leave Impact. Like, like you said, if he'd have come over and made himself look stronger by like beating Omega down on his own product and that, it might have made people think, like, oh yeah, you know, maybe. But like you said, yeah, it's just like, it seems one-sided, like I said to Ash, like, all the, Business was done on Impact side, and nothing was done on AEWs. But I will say this: there was a lot, a lot of buys for the pay per view, like nine times more than Bound for Glory. So it it, it works. Yeah, like, I, I get it. Like one hundred percent, this whole thing has has boosted Impact's popularity in, and viewerships and pay per view buys. Like it's a no brainer. It's good for business, but they well. should have they should be doing more. Like they, if they're going to do those things, they should be doing it. You know, they should be going all in. It's tricky because... No pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Rematch. It's, it's hard because, like, it's good for their buy rates, but then what does that say about the current products, I suppose, for Impact? Like, they can only succeed if they're hanging on AEW's coattails. I it's, get that as well, yeah. I mean, because Impact, even before all of this, was still a good wrestling product, I think. It was still... Yeah. By and large, there's still a lot of, like, shit that happens, but, I mean, you really, I mean, really get that anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Booker T was right. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't add anything. <laughs> Honestly. But I don't still. know. But, yeah, I mean, still on the topic before we get into it. So I saw this morning Andrade is in AAA and he wants to challenge Omega for the AAA title. Uh, Triple Mania. So that will be a good one. Yeah, I'm whether, looking forward uh, whether to Omega, that. Whether Omega keeps it. I actually don't think he will keep it, you know. But then again... I think that'll hurt with, the image with, with now. How, with, with how, that's what I mean, with how hot he is, it'd be stupid for him not to keep it. But then again, like, he's not, like, on their main roster. He's their champion. So, like, not having a champion full-time, 
on their show, is that going to hurt their product more as well? Well, I don't know. It's tricky, but that's what I mean. Like, it's actually there's more uh, debate and speculation as to who could win that match than there was with Rich Swan. Yeah, I mean, this one really could 100%. go either way. But yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. I think that'll be a great match. But it will. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that one. Andrade for me. Oh, all right. Well, that's predictions I kind of, king I kind over there. Ho- I kind of <laughs> hope so, though. <laughs> I kind of hope so because if it does, then that could set up more cross promotional stuff with AAA, like. Andrade could form a, a crew and bring them over and start attacking people in AEW. Like, it probably won't happen, but that's like the sort of thing that could happen. And that's what I'd like to see. Like, expect the unexpected, like, unexpected stuff. That's what well, I think that's what everyone wants is just surprises uh, and entertainment. Like, I would love to see, like, a crew from AAA come over and start, like, beating down fucking the AEW roster, like, fucking the big guys. It'd just be really good to see because then that'd shine more light on the AAA uh, talent because obviously a lot of people outside of Mexico don't really know like who they are or what they're about. So it's just, you know, it should happen, but it probably won't. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. I think biggest surprise overall is when you look at his humble beginnings then, I guess. If we break it yeah. all down, should we go to the, go to the beginning? Uh, Kenny Omega's real name. First of all, should we should we get that it, out? It's literally like the most common name that you could think of. As I, well. I don't think it's common. I, I wouldn't well, have said it well, was well, common. Well, but... it's, it's last name. <laughs> His real name is Tyson Smith. Tyson Smith. I, I think, think it's a that's decent still a good name. name. Like, Tyson. <laughs> if you look at him, he looks like a Tyson. But I just, yeah. Like, I, um, he could be related to any 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 other Smith that you know. He could be related to down the line. You never know. Well, he's Canadian, so he could have been Hart Smith. Well, that's what I mean. You just never know, do you? Get him on Ancestry. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, he's, he's 37, so he's probably around the same age as um, most of them anyway. Yeah. yeah. Born October 16th, 1983. So that's crazy that he's nearly 40 years old, and it's like... He's a Libra. He's, he's, he's a Libra. There you go. Isn't that a Pokemon? <laughs> Is that a Pokemon? <laughs> a Pokemon. I don't think there's a Pokemon called Libra. There isn't, no. I mean, you should know you spend your life on Pokemon Go, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. He's from Winnipeg, you idiot. He's from yeah. Winnipeg, you idiot. It, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, him and Jericho are from the same city, if you like, or same it's, area, whatever it is. Like a small, smallish area. That's what I mean. And like... You got like two of the greatest of all time come from the same like town or whatever. <laughs> I know. Or so or same city. And they probably didn't know each other until like they were adults. It's just it's mental, isn't it, how that works. I think isn't that why they feuded bit of an age gap as well, though, wasn't there? Yeah, but isn't that why yeah. they feuded in New Japan? Mm. To well, see who well, was they, the best from that area. They brought it into double or nothing as well, didn't they, in twenty nineteen for that main event. They mentioned Only it then with the, the build up packages. Yeah. I don't know why, but it sounds longer than that. So, Russ, let's get into some some facts and trivia then, and some history of his humble beginnings. Facts and trivia. Can anyone tell me the year that Omega debuted? No. I know it was early 2000s. That's all I know. 2001? It was so early 2000s that it was 2000. Um, It was 2000, okay. Supposedly so, but I think the... From what you can find, like a lot of the... 
uh, work on the independent circuit is pretty much from between 2001 to 2011. So it's about 10 years worth there. But within that time, though, as well, there's promotions like Ring of Honor and things. But again, I suppose still classes the indies, right? So, but so yeah, that means he's been wrestling now for. Is that 20, 21? I guess 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 21 years then. 2021 years, yeah. That's crazy. He's best known, still probably at the moment, aside from AEW, best known for his his time over in New Japan. And that's, that's certainly a, that's where I, I first heard of him. Yeah, that's how I found out about him when I started watching New Japan, because I'd never heard of him before. And then when I saw his first match, I believe it was it was at a Wrestle Kingdom, and I can't remember which one. Uh, but he came out dressed as a character from Destiny 2, I think. I'm sure it was Destiny. And I was like... This guy looks fucking, he looks like a badass. And I did some research and I was like, oh, okay, like this guy's fucking decent. And I just started watching his older stuff from New Japan and like kept up with his newer stuff. Just became my favourite. And he's been my favourite ever since I saw him in New Japan. This was like, it must be going back, I don't know, like 20, 2015, 16 maybe. So a while ago. So but, just um, before his peak. He was in or Bullet like the Club. Beginning of his... he, he was in Bullet Club at that time. I don't know if he was leading it when I first saw him, but he was definitely in Bullet Club. That's when I that's when I first saw him. Ashley, when, when did you first find out about Omega? Uh, I've the first match I remember was him with a nine year old and DDT. <laughs> I was literally going to come with that later. I was going to say, did you know he had a match with a nine year old? But you <laughs> fucked it. Which Mick Foley actually said. He praised him for it, and he said, like, should have been on national TV. <laughs> but, yeah, like, mental. But Omega did say, like, he did train the girl, like, first. And he, he he said that he did it, or the company did it, to show how much of a safe worker he is. Like, hmm. just goes to show, like, he's, he's not going to injure, like, a kid, and he trained the kid. Probably not the best move. Like, he, he wouldn't get away with it nowadays, but, <laughs> no, like... No. Not in the Different West, time, I suppose. It does sound very Japan, doesn't it? That's, yeah. yeah, it's Japan as well. I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah. You can get away with stuff over there, can't you? It's, it's mostly Japan that... I mean, that's where he built the, the legacy and career. I mean, even before um, Bullet Club, which was... Yeah, when he joined, So when did he join Bullet Club? 2014. 14, right. Because before that, and before the cleaner gimmick... Oh, before that, he was still doing stuff with... Well... I've got a, another little factoid, actually, I might as well bring in now for talking about Japan. Let's do it. He, um, when he was like still coming up, I think it was this, must was this, before he was even in DDT, he was, um, he really looked up to Kurt Ribushi and he saw Kurt Ribushi, um, in a match in DDT and he thought, um, he, he really, really wanted to wrestle Ibushi. So he, he filmed a pin doing a DDT style match sent it to either Ibushi or DDT and they said, you're like, yeah, all right, come over, uh, come in. We want, you, we want you to wrestle Ibushi. So it was, it was pretty much like a dream come true pretty much. Oh, wow. Um, and then obviously it went, they made the Golden Lovers tag team from there, which is synonymous today as well. What you still hear about it. <laughs> um, it's your favorite tag team of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Golden Lovers. You can't, you can't beat it, can you? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's how we, Really got his foot in the door, I think, in Japan. And then obviously he was doing other stuff with like All Japan and like then New Japan. But yeah, but as you it said, like before, this was, this was, 
Yeah, yeah. I think this was this was like way even way before like Bullet Club stuff though, because he did win a few um, like of the tournaments and stuff as well. I believe before even Bullet Club. So, well, I think he's actually still the only Gaijin to win the G One climax. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I think yeah. he's still the only one. Um, That's probably true, actually. Which in my head, which confused me because I saw that and I was like. I, I could have sworn Osprey, but... Uh, that's more the junior stuff. It's the junior yeah. stuff, yeah, exactly. But obviously, because Omega was IWGP junior heavyweight champion, I think twice in his tenure with New Japan, I believe. Yeah. You might have to fact-check that one. And then obviously the heavyweight strap once. But yeah, I think before the Bullet Club, before the cleaner, off the back of obviously the Golden Lovers tag team and everything else, um, supposedly... That the gimmick just wasn't going to fit with Bullet Club, mm. and that's when he kind of had to like change it up. And I think that's where we see like the Kenny Omega that we sort of know today. Yeah, uh, and it, it came in sort of around about that point. But he obviously when he first came in, he wasn't the leader of the Bullet Club. Who was the leader of the Bullet Club when he first joined? I think it was AJ Styles or Prince uh, Devitt, maybe. I think what it might have been Devitt. 2015? 14, I believe. 14, I think. It was probably Devitt. Devitt. Yeah, I think because, Devitt was just about to leave. Because Gallows and Anderson were already in Bullet Club at this period, so it must have been Devitt. Because he had a match against Devitt as well. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a couple of matches against Devitt and lost. He, he had a match with him for the um, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight, I think, and lost. And he also had a match, I think it was Devitt and someone else. And it, it might have been Omega and Abushi. It could have been Omega and someone. No, it was Omega and... Um, can't remember his name now for the life of me. Um, but it was Omega and someone else. And they was, it was Devitt and someone else for the, the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team titles, junior tag team, IWGP junior tag or, or something. I don't even know if those belts still exist, but it was the junior mm. tag team titles. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he didn't win them. So <laughs> there we are. Getting fucking tongue-tied there. There's there's a lot. I've got a... We'll go through some, I think, big matches later on. but And matches that I didn't even know he had. But the cleaner gimmick... If, we, if we're still on the topic of the cleaner and how that's come about... I, again, I mean, a lot of this is looking through online and doing research online. I think a lot of it, unless it comes... Unless it ever comes from their mouths, you've always got to take it with a pinch of salt. But I can see if this is accurate, but I'm looking at inspiration for the cleaner gimmick. Okay. What film, when you look at the cleaner gimmick, sunglasses, leather jacket. No, 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 supposedly not. If you just look at maybe that image, is there anything else that jumps to mind? They live. Well, I see. I thought they live. And that's a great film. But no, Cobra, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah, that's a decent film as well. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have thought that, though. I think, you know, the like the main poster for Cobra? Uh, yeah, with the, the sunglasses and the leather yeah. jacket. Yeah, yeah. See, when you see that, I, I see it. But apparently there's another inspiration to it from a video game, Resident Evil. Oh, Wesker. Yeah. 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 Albert Wesker apparently is uh, another bit of uh, inspiration. I can buy into that because obviously there's so much... Uh, you can see where inspiration's been taken from games. Obviously, you know, Omega's an avid uh, gamer, I think to put it lightly. And 
you know, you could see there's so much from the, the names of his moves, even to his actual ring name, Kenny Omega. Does yeah. anyone know where the name comes from? Mega Man. Mega Man 2 is apparently in his, um, I think, most um, inspirational games of all time, but I don't think it's it's that. No, it's not. I, I know for I know for a fact Mega Man 2 is one of his favourites of all time, as is a lot of people's. Um, but where did the actual... I'm just trying to I, think, like, I think, what sort of games have Omega in it? I think it was Final Fantasy VII. I know that's where the Omega trigger, Weapon. Omega yeah, Weapon. it's the Omega Weapon. Because it's the Omega Weapon from Final Fantasy VII... He's got the one-winged angel, again, in yeah. reference to Sephiroth, and he's yeah. got the V-Trigger. So, Where's the V-Trigger come from in Final Fantasy VII? No point asking, actually. Well, I was going to say, he don't play good games, does he? Is that the one that got remade that was free a couple of, week, uh, a couple of months ago? Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't played that in a while, so... V-Trigger, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm oh, sure v, it's... On, no, v, v, so the V-Trigger is Street Fighter Five. Right, okay. V-Trigger, but I... Okay. How long has he been calling it the V-Trigger? Street Fighter Five first came out in, like... 2015? It was before that. It was it was before 2015, so he's probably been calling it, it for a while. Was it called the V-Trigger in Japan? Yes. Yes, it was, yeah. Mm. 100%. He did, like, 20 yeah, of them yeah. in a match back yeah. then, so... But yeah, that's, that's a lot. And I thought... I don't know, again, though, but that doesn't explain the Kenny part. So if anybody's got where Kenny comes from, South Park, <laughs> uh, street, I think that's Street Fighter, isn't it? What you mean? Probably Ken. I suppose yeah. it sounds better than Ryui Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Ryui Omega. Blanca. But that's but that's what I'd have thought though. Like he's such a fan of Street Fighter, Ken Kenny just makes sense really, doesn't it? I guess so. But yeah, yeah I mean, he's not just my favourite because he's like one of the best wrestlers of all time. He's my favourite because he's such a big gamer. And I'm such a big gamer, and he like played the game. He his like favorite games. This is games that are my favorite games when I was growing up, like from the old school eight and sixteen bit era. So it's just I don't know. It's just some nostalgia there. Like he played the games that I played growing up, and he he still loves them, and I still love them. So you know, it's just one of them things. And it? it's not just for the wrestling aspect. It's it's for the you know what he likes like outside of the ring as well. Yeah, mm. he had some. Praise sang about him by Daniel Bryan recently in an interview. I saw something about that. Like he yeah. said he had respect for Omega, but I don't I don't um, know much about it. It was basically Bryan just going on the record just saying that he thinks that Omega's just one of those people who looks at wrestling really differently mm. to everybody else and essentially like a genius, really. But yeah, singing a lot of praise for him, but that's when you it comes from Daniel Bryan as well, who is also one of those people you'd probably put into that category. Yeah, um, I'd say so for sure. So, you know, I think the the greats recognise the greats, don't they? But yeah, for Omega to, I mean, to, to go back into the New Japan stuff, um, obviously going through what we probably would say is his most a is probably where we've all seen him first, and b his most um, memorable period of wrestling so far. Because I think we're only just scratching the surface of his of his time in the West, of him becoming a big star over here. I think this whole angle with becoming the belt collector and everything, we're only really just seeing the beginning of Kenny oh, yeah, Omega in, in the States and stuff becoming yeah, yeah. like the name. It, it seems like, obviously, he hit his peak in Japan, and then it's sort of like when he came to AEW, well, helped create AEW, whichever way you want to look at it, it was sort of like a hard reset where he had to like... 
Like he's got to get back to that level again, even though like yeah. he already, it's stupid to say because he, he, all he's done is like change companies and it's not like he's lost any of his talent, but it's just, I don't know, I guess character wise, if people, you know, have never watched Japanese wrestling, I guess, you know, it's just, he's got to sort of win over the audience again and sort of build the character up that he had in the East, like sort of back in the West, if that makes sense. But yeah. Well, remember when he had a two-week losing streak in AEW, and they thought that was the end of Kenny Omega, as we know it. <laughs> yeah. and I don't think he's lost much since, has he? Was it, was it you that was um, not a fan of Omega in AEW? Ash, were you um, saying, like, I can't see what the big appeal it, was? Because a lot of people were it, saying that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's not a criticism, but I'm, at the beginning, it's like, we're not seeing the five-star match Kenny Omega that we've been used to, or Seven yeah. star of your mount, sir, but he, it's growing. But yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I think though, like he was making, he was, he was building that character and building that character in Japan for I don't know ten years, eight between eight and ten years, maybe. And like AEW, we're only like a year and a half in, so you got to think like we're it's, we're still probably going to be quite a way off, like New Japan Omega. But it, like you said, it's getting there. Like in the short space of time that obviously AW's been on like a year and a half from where yeah. he's come from when it started to now like you can see like it's he's definitely started to become like the new Japan Kenny but like oh, cause it's just still going to take time especially with the new relations with like impact and cross promotional stuff it all has to come together doesn't it and it takes time I guess I think new Japan Kenny is dumb I, I don't mean that in a bad way but I think New Japan Kenny is is its own thing. I think AEW oh, yeah. Kenny is is a mixture of of that, but something new, which is really not a bad thing. Really, you need that. Yeah, yeah. They still as, as, as Jericho says, you know, you to, have to constantly reinvent your your character to stay relevant, don't you? So, well, Jericho would know. So, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a bloke who knows what he's talking about. But COVID, I th- well, that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I've got a list before we carry on of his championships and accomplishments. How long you got? Um, I'm not going to read them all out because there's a lot, but I'm just going to read out like the noteworthy ones. Go through all of the awards as well. AEW Awards, Meltzer Awards, like, I, whatever yeah, I'm, awards. Literally, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> just going to go through some of the highlights. So, otherwise, we'll be here all day. So, he, he's an AEW World Champion, AEW World Tag Team Champion. He's uh, He won the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. He's a World Junior Heavyweight Champion in All Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a DDT Extreme Division Champion, a KOD Six-Man Tag Team Champion, KOD Openweight Champion, KOD Tag Team Champion, King of DDT Tournament, Impact World Champion, Triple um, A Mega Champion, IWGP Heavyweight Champion, IWGP Intercontinental Champion, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion twice, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, IWGP United States Champion, Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Team Champion, G1 Climax winner, IWGP United States Championship Tournament. He's literally pretty much won every belt in New Japan. He's a PWG World Champion. Just goes to show it's a credit to the guy, like pretty much how many titles he's won. Did he win anything in Ring of Honor? I don't think he did. No, he didn't. It, all, all he got in Ring of Honor was Feud of the Year versus Cody in 2018. But to be fair, I don't think he used. I don't think he was there for long that long no. of time. Just want to mention as well, though, before we carry on. Obviously, we were talking about uh, humble beginnings. He actually did a a little bit for WWE, surprisingly. Deep South, 
which was their developmental territory in 2005. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's obviously the some of the oldest footage of him now yeah. in wrestling, but Deep South, Ash, yeah. you're the Deep South boy. You go Deep South quite often. What are you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know too much about Deep South, but I know... I know... <laughs> Because I know some of his matches were on the network. I don't know if they still are. Uh, I can't remember who they were against. I don't but, think there what, anyone... but was he called Kenny Omega in Deep South? Yeah, it was Kenny Omega. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but I know he he says that his time there was, wasn't great and he criticised Bildermont, which obviously everyone else has. Fuck yeah. Um, and Bob Holly, but once again, one of those people that if you don't like or you like. Um, and but, uh, and Jody Hamilton as well. Yeah, but it, it does say on his Wikipedia. So I don't know how true it is. WWE evolved a different contract in 2014, three times in 2015, and once again in 2019. But who? Uh, who well, we'll you know what? I'm, I'm glad he didn't actually take any of those contracts because if he did, AEW probably wouldn't exist. You know, or or it would exist in a different capacity. It'd be interesting to see how it would have all turned out. Yeah. I'm glad he did. Yeah, but but would he have done the AJ Styles or would he have done the um, Nakamura style of going straight in or NXT? It? I think NXT. Honestly, I think it'd have been a, a similar trajectory as um, Finn Balor. You know what? And th- yeah, you know what? I think if he'd have taken the contract in in 2014, it would definitely have been NXT. NXT. Is if best, if, if he'd have if he'd have taken the contract in 2019. I'd have said he'd have probably gone straight to the main roster. Well, probably. But like I said, 2014 was, and 2015 was peak NXT when it was like... Yeah, yeah. At its best, I'd say. But, Cesaro um, and William Regal. You just said they were a dream match now. Yeah, that would be a dream match. Cesaro and Omega have also had a match. I was, I was talking about Regal. Final, what, um, uh, Regal and Omega? Yeah. Fuck yeah, that'd be... I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd watch yeah, that. Absolutely. Well, I've got a question. I don't know the answer to the question. So if anyone does know the answer... Oh, it's like being at a job interview again. This is, yeah. <laughs> this, is your, this is your interview. <laughs> Can anyone fucking tell me, when was Kenny Omega called Scott Carpenter? No idea. I was going to bring that up as well. It, yeah, right? it, must, it must have been way before, like, 2005. I'll be completely honest, because I've... I went into Wikipedia. It's one of the first things you go through, and you take that shit with a pinch of salt. But yeah. I saw there Scott Carpenter, and I was like, when the fuck is he Scott Carpenter? So I'm having a look at the citation. Delve, uh, Dave Meltzer, October 24th, 2011. Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Hall of Flame, blah, 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 blah. It's just saying something about Kenny Omega, known as Scott Carpenter, was the star with strong matches against Chris Masters, known as Concrete, and kill shot Carl Anderson. Is it something to do with Jeff Katz's Wrestling Revolution Project? Whatever that is. Never heard of that. But yeah, no I, idea. When, I saw that, when I saw that name, I think in... So he's a cleaner and a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a jack of all trades, isn't he? Wrestling Revolution Project. I'm literally looking it up now, and I'm trying to... It- work out what yeah. it is it looks like a dvd is it on youtube uh it's a cast so is this a is it a film or is it a show hang on 
<laughs> oh, here we go. What, oh. what, the, fuck, what the fuck is this? I, I need to find this. I've never heard of this thing. It's a promotion. It was a promotion that was based on a 13-week serial schedule. Listen to the names in this. Brick Shithouse. <laughs> <laughs> Concrete. Uh, Dios Dorado, Father Dante. John Cage, Johnny 99, Kill Shot, which was Carl Anderson. Yeah. And then Master, <laughs> Master Murder. Profitable, Punchline. Satanic. Scott the Cornerstone Carpenter. This is him. Okay. Um, also known as Kenny Omega, held the IWGP heavyweight, blah, 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 blah headline WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom 11. I just want to know who the uh, Brick Shithouse is. <laughs> Hang on, let me find out who Brick Shithouse was. Can I guess? Go on then. I'm going to say. You it's going to be a big Ezekiel guy Jack- in it. Ezekiel Jackson. No, it's not. It's a former left tackle from Stanford Cardinal. No. Retired from football due to injury, trained in wrestling under Lance Storm, under Wikipedia, real name, Ben Muff. So... <laughs> <laughs> What's worse? What's Which one's worse, Muff or Shithouse? No, it's Come Muff on. with a TH. With a TH. Right. He's, not, he's, not, he's not a Muff. <laughs> who, else is in, who else is in this? Is it wrestlers or is it like... I t- it's honestly, it's such a mixed bag. I think there are people that have at least been trained, but I wonder if there's any footage surviving like online or anything. So I hang on, get the DVD. It's on DVD. Ha- I'm going to make that a a, a mission. We're right, going to so cover that. I think we should do a review on that at some point because this sounds like it's a hell of a good time. Yeah. So how do you love get? To. How do you get Kenny Omega, Chris Masters, and Kyle Anderson? And you get people who are NFL football, the Muff Shit House. Yeah. The brick muffer. The brick muffer. Oh man, I cannot wait to watch that. That's what we see. We should have done. Uh, if I'd have known about that, I'd have watched that before doing this, and we'd have done the whole thing on on his time during during this. Well, get rid of Scorpion King. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know. There's still so much. It's, it's surprising when you look through people's careers, and it's difficult. Um, with someone like Omega, because he's been around now for, for quite some time. Like you said, like DDT and stuff like that. I don't really watch a lot of DDT. I never really have done. Japanese wrestling as a whole, in general, I don't... I ha- well, I do now, but it was more sort of bits and pieces. You'd watch a bit of Dragon Gate, and you'd watch the matches that you were told were really good. Because that's, that's Omega to a T for me, in terms of how I got into him. It was him in New Japan, but it were the matches that were like, oh, you've got to see the Okada match. You've got to see his Wrestle Kingdom 11 match. You got to, you know. I remember seeing that like first that. Omega Okada match. Um, well, not live, obviously, but like, uh, like a couple of days after it happened. I'm going to open it up a little bit now in terms of like just, I suppose, thoughts on Omega. Because what we were saying earlier, and you guys were, were talking about it, and it's, it's bang on, is that this whole like, he's not the New Japan Kenny. They've been playing it into a story, and it is quite interesting now, but. Kenny, in general, is he overhyped as a performer? No. I, I'm, I'm going to say straight in no, and I'm only I'm not just saying that because like I'm a fanboy because I am, but I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm saying it because like look at the guy's accomplishments as as I listed off earlier. Look at all the, the you know the titles he's won. He's been around for 20 years. He's had some of the the best matches on the Meltzer scale. 
He's had some all-time great matches. You know, he's regarded, widely regarded, as one of the best in the world. I, I can't say how anyone could say that he is overhyped because his accomplishments prove it. You know, so he made a name for himself in a, in a country that wasn't his own. He learnt the language, you know. He built himself up. I don't see how anyone can say he's overhyped. Like, it, it just speaks for itself, doesn't it, really? What do you reckon, Ash? Now he's going to come in with a complete opposite. I, I don't. I, I feel this is why I've done it. I've, I've done it to stir the pot well, at this point. Limited amount of new Japan stuff, but what I saw was amazing. Good boy. AEW <laughs> stuff. I, I'd say he's had some of the best matches in the company. Right to be the champion. I just wish sometimes he would have matches with, have great matches with not his friends, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it always I, seems like you know. It always I com- seems like I completely agree there. Like the tag match with um when with the Young Bucks at Revolution last year, the matches with the um, um with the Young Bucks as but tag what, team. What, what do you think to his Moxley matches though? I like the one. I like the match we we won the title. Yeah, the like the match the barbed wire match was good. What about the unsanctioned? I liked that um, match or whatever it was. When I first watched it, wasn't that big of a fan, but when I watched it again, it's like, with detail, to go, yeah, it's not just a spot match. Yeah. But, because um, the match with Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, I can't which one it was, that was really good, but when they had a the match in AEW... Yeah, that, that first match what, with him and Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, that was like, that was like the top. That was Jericho's best match in a long time, but then the, the, their rematch when Jericho won the title wasn't that wasn't as good, but it was I, I agree. I agree. The, the match they had in Japan was much better because he because even the one one match I remember him having on like one of the early darks was him and um, Janela, Janela, yeah, mm. unsanctioned on dark, which was which was good. But I wish he had more. Wish he did more. Would do more with like a Jungle Boy to elevate him. For yeah, the yeah. Future. No, I, I completely agree. I I hundred percent agree with you there. He, and I, I know think, there's time. Obviously, yeah, I know. Obviously. The, the roles that he's that he's in and with, with being the champions and you know the things that's going on like I said with the cross promotion I guess like now's not the time but I completely agree with you like he should be because like you know if you look at someone like a mid-carder say like a jungle boy or an orange Cassidy or something right you would think oh you know him and Omega you know that's not going to be very good that's not you know that's nothing but then when it happens if it happens like you think, actually, these guys are much better than you think they are. Like Jungle Boy, for instance, when he had that match with Jericho, you wouldn't think like a mid carder, someone who you don't really know, has got the talent to step up to like Jericho in that. But it was like um, it was a main event level match. So it just goes to show that even though these guys ain't getting the the spots or the recognition. Like, they've got the talent to be there, if you get what I mean. Like, yeah. if they had the matches with Omega and that, like, it would showcase their talent even more than them just having a match with, like, another mid-card or something. Kenny's in a weird position, though, because, again, hardcore wrestling fan, knows him for his time over in New Japan, knows him as a big deal, but when he was new to Western audiences, especially if you were going to be someone who doesn't really watch anything maybe outside of WWE. Yeah. You don't know who Kenny Omega is. That's what I mean. If you never, if you, if you're just like a sole WWE fan, you'd have no idea who he is. No. So it's tricky. So you look at say that 
for that sort of person, there's no difference between a Kenny Omega and a Jungle Boy. So I agree that actually Omega needs what he's getting now to put him at the top of the company, at the top of the card, to make him a threat, to make him a well-known household name in the West, so that then when people like Jungle Boy do go in... Because I, I, I agree with it, and I agree with, with what Ash says to a point, but I think that's an AEW thing overall, and not just like with Omega. Um, it's it's a lot of the same... Um, I mean, it's Cody Rhodes, it's the same sort of thing. Feuding now with his own faction and with QT and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, it's it all happens within their own factions at the top. Yeah, yeah. No, I get, I get what you mean. And I, I 100% agree, yeah. But in terms of that... The, I suppose the question is: Kenny Omega overhyped? That's di- I think that's different, isn't it? Was he overhyped coming into America? I think almost yes, but only because to his own detriment he had. And this is again, this is only my opinion, but I think he, he had that good of a performance and left that much of a, a mark and legacy in Japan that it's basically impossible to be able to. Live transfer all of that over yeah, because yeah. you are going to need to change up. You've got to change your style. You're going from working the Japan schedule to the American one. And again, they're about and to the, do And the Japan TV, style to the American style as well. Which is vastly different in many areas. Yeah. But it's it's the whole, like, the, the idea of how you work and stuff. Like, he's not just, <laughs> not is it just that he has to change the style, but he's also then an EVP of a brand new wrestling company. So, yeah. you know, with that comes a lot of other responsibilities. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, he got a lot on his plate. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's stuff that you can only just imagine, really. But it's like, yeah, I I think going into it, he was, but only because he earned it, if that makes sense. He's overhyped because he earned that coming away from Japan. But it was a bit of a slog. And Ashley mentioned that tag match from Revolution last year. And that was a good, that's a good point. But again, it was all of them together. But you find chemistry like that. So I think it's difficult. He's going to always be lumbered into those things because of his position as an EVP. So as somebody with creative pull and power behind the curtain, he's always going to have a little bit of a stigma to him in that regard. But it's no different with other people that are friends, like good friends behind the curtain. Look Um, at the click. Yeah, look at the click. But look at Sami Zayn and Owens. When have they ever had a bad match? And they're very good friends, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the people that come up on the indies together, you can you're gonna probably say the same about the Undisputed Era. Um, you know, with O'Reilly and Cole and everything when loads of that implodes as well. Like it's just it's that's always gonna be the way. But you I think people are gonna to gravitate to it's it's an easy target for people like Omega, Bucks and Cody in that regard, because they have created pull, you can automatically yeah. look at that and go, That's the only reason you're all fighting each other and you're at the top of the card. Yeah. But you know, what what would you say his legacy is in New Japan? That's a good question. A big one. But if you was to say, right, if you looked back on Kenny Omega's time in New Japan, what's his legacy there? Well, I'd say I'd say oh, like he's the guy that like that he's the foreigner that came in, um got him built himself up to the top of the company. And like so I'd say, open the door, I guess, for other foreigners to come in and uh, actually, you know, get noticed in that company. And like legacy, I guess it's on top of that. It's like having some of the best rated matches of all time. 
I guess accepting the fact that foreigners can make it in, in, you know, like Japanese companies and stuff, I guess. Like, um, he opened the door for, for, for foreigners, as far as I'm concerned, in, in New Japan. Or to the mainstream, anyway, because it's not like there's never any foreigners in there before. Because it, it's, it's strange, because like, like, Lesnar was there. He was champion. Like, Styles was there. He was champion. But, like, these are guys that were already well established before they joined the company. But Omega's like, but Omega's like, he built himself up in Japan. Like, he didn't have any, any other stuff to like, like, when he, to make himself look like a really big name, like, he built himself up in Japan, like, through DDT and, like, All Japan, New Japan. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, I'd say his legacy is, just proof that a foreigner can make it, uh, like a Canadian can make it in in a Japanese company, and that he's helped create international relationships in in wrestling. I guess it is literally that come out of Japan into AEW might have been messy, but you know, look at it now, you know, with Impact and all these yeah. so called forbidden doors being opened, and yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. I think. I mean, I, I hold Devitt in that same regard, though, just off the back of yeah. that. I think yeah. in terms of... And, and the agree. similarities between them both, in terms I mean, of both you, making you could a argue name that Devitt, You could argue that Devitt done it first, but I, mean, I, I don't know the history. I don't know how long he was in Japan. Because obviously he, he was just leaving as I just started watching New Japan, so I, I, I couldn't really say. But because Devitt was the one of the original founders of Bullet Club, then you can say... Okay, I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's props to him for that then. But both both the similarities, like the biggest similarity, aside from you know not being from Japan, going over, being foreigners there, yeah, and then making their name and legacy there, and you know to to kickstart. Well, I say kickstart their career. I mean, they could have probably happily stayed, but you know they made their names in Japan. But you know, Devitt again, another one from he's from Ireland. It's not always like one of the countries that's talked about. Yeah, um, there's a lot of talent to come out of Ireland though. There's a load of talent, so much. But in Canada, obviously there is Canada. Canada is like one of the biggest wrestling uh, countries in the world. It's not the wrestling country of the world, isn't it, really, Canada? But for this small little place for both Omega and Jericho to come out of, it's, (laughs) you know, it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, what what were you saying about the legacy then, Ash? I was going to say he's probably probably the best foreign wrestler in Japan's history. Probably. Ooh, that's, uh, that's a question. Because he's, I'd hundred percent say he's one of them. He, he's definitely one of them. If he's not, if he's not the best ever international sensation to come out of New Japan, who is? Would you say? And that is difficult because there is a it lot. It is difficult. It is difficult. There is a lot because obviously you had like Vader and you had um, Bruiser Brody back in the day. How how would you look That's at it a- though? How would you look at it in terms of their in ring work or how successful they were? A little bit of both. I think you'd have to look at it all together, wouldn't you? Like success yeah. has to play a part in it. Because you yeah. don't win, you don't get given. You, like I say, you don't get given titles in Japan for no reason. Or no, yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of them places where you have to earn every single thing you get. Hang on, wait. What about Bob Sapp though? Yeah, I don't think we should even mention that. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just. I think I, I think the I think the Bob Sapp situation was literally just like I don't know, man. It was one of those things that I don't think it'd ever happen again. It was just I think it was like the place and the time and everything came together. Maybe because this was was this like at the end of Anokiism? 
when Bob Sapp was champion? Uh, or still in the time of Enochism? I don't know. I'm not sure, actually. But I'm it's, pretty I mean, sure it was, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just think a that's new one Japan of them legacy on its own. It's, they've done well just to come back from that, haven't they? Really, but yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. All the respect in the world for Inoki as an in-ring performer, but New Japan's certainly in a better place now. Yeah. No, I really? don't know, man. I, if, who is more successful to come out of New Japan? Because you've got to look at their career. Like it's. It's got to be but someone who's been in with, Japan and come out. It's different with Omega, or, though, isn't it? Because, yeah. obviously, he started in Japan, built himself up in Japan as, like, a, one of the best in the world, and then came out. I don't think you can say that for many people, though. Devitt, maybe, but, you know. Because, also, with, like, with Devitt, um, he's one of those names that you know of, but unless you saw his matches, you probably wouldn't know who he was. Because people like, people like Styles that came in, or Cody that came in in the Bucks... They had everyone knew who they were. Yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone knew who they were before they came in. Yeah. So, like, if you're saying like the best foreign talent to come out of Japan, you've got to say it as like they started that's where they, there, they made their name their, yeah. exactly, built themselves up, and then went on. So the only two, really I can, the only two I can think of is Devitt and Omega. I was going to say Jay White. Oh yeah, Osprey. Osprey's going to get there. Jay White, yeah, Osprey, Osprey for sure. He's yeah. like, well, he's he died to be GP heavyweight champion now, isn't he, or did he lose it? Yeah. I, th- he's I still think champion. Yeah, he's still champ. I yeah, think Osprey's I mean. on his on his way. I reckon. Yeah. I especially again a new faction as well, which is what I liked um, for Osprey. Not not too many factions in New Japan either. But one hundred percent, I could I could agree with Jay White though. Definitely, I think so. I think though, out of those names, I think Kenny probably is though. I think he's a yeah. good contender as the most successful. I would agree with Ashley hundred percent now. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many titles that New Japan had that he when he was there did he not win? Well, there's that. But then it's looking at the careers once you leave New Japan, and the difference between him and Devitt is that obviously name change to Finn Balor is one thing. Good time in NXT, really horrible start to to main roster. Yeah, chugged along for a while. Back in NXT now, and it's it feels like he's you know it's, it's going well again. But in comparison to Omega, which is leaving there, not just joining a new company, but basically, you know, helping that new company grow from the ground up. Yeah. And being a, a pivotal player in there, not just in the ring, but behind the scenes. I think, I, yeah, it probably would. It probably would have to go to Omega. I, 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 would, I would just want to say, and the reason, one of the reasons that we did the, the Omega Man episode now is because of obviously the win against Rich Swan. But I want to put out there and say that I think Omega in the next 10 years will be the most important man in professional wrestling. That's that's how I think it's going to happen at the moment. Because for whatever's going to happen in this period at the moment, as we eventually come out of the lockdown um, and the pandemic and everything, and we, we get normality back, we're always going to look back on this era and everything else. But for right or wrong, whatever happens with this opening of the Forbidden Doors... This is going to be something I think we are going to remember and we're going to talk about for a long time. And Absolutely. You cannot, then, you cannot have that conversation without Kenny Omega being at the forefront of it. Yeah. So I think, I do. I think he'll be the most it's important like, man. It's like when you think wrestling, if you're like a, like a hardcore wrestling fan like our age, grew up in the Attitude Era, watched it all through. Like when you say wrestling, like as soon as you say wrestling, you think Monday Night Wars. Yeah. And you think of the same names. That's Rock, what I mean. Austin. And, yeah. And like, this, this, as you said, this whole thing, 
wherever it's going to go to. It's still like in early days, but this whole opening the forbidden doors, as, as you said, in 10 years' time, you could, it's going to be one of them that you look back and think, wrestling, oh yeah, Monday Night Wars, um, opening the forbidden doors. You know, it's going to be one of them that's you're always going to remember. Because mm. where and that's good. But, but that's that's going to be good for Omega. We still don't know where it's going to lead to yet. In ten years' time, there could just be one massive federation with everybody in it. You never <laughs> know, do you? That's that's called WWE, isn't it? That's how we took over the well, territories. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know though. Yeah, you, you're right. I mean, you don't know. That's the thing. It's you can't predict that stuff, but. I think it is a safe bet to say that Omega is going to be at least one of the key players in that. I mean, he certainly is at the moment. Um, but no, I think Omega legacy, like we all said, like not just New Japan then, but I think in general, like he is fastly becoming one of the biggest names in pro wrestling throughout the world. Yeah. Is his name as big as The Rock and Austin? No. I would say no. No. Only because... Um, again, it's different, 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 times. different time, isn't it? It's a different yeah. time. Things work wrestling differently was, then. Wrestling was just more popular then. And yeah. the numbers show that, you know, 9 million people yeah. sometimes watching Raw, right? As opposed to like, what now? I mean, AEW hit a 1 million again recently, didn't they? Um, yeah. For a Dynamite, I can't remember, but it was a week or two ago. Yeah, but that's just that's just a sign of the times. Like, you think back to yeah. like, late 90s, early 2000s, you've got like, Skateboarding was at its most popular. Wrestling was at its most popular. Like new metal, pop yeah. culture. It's it just changes, like, yeah. Yeah, like wrestling just sort of moulded itself into that, like skateboarding, new metal music, you know, that sort of thing. It was just like, there. Yeah, it was just more popular. It just seemed like everybody gravitated towards it more back in them days. I'm, I'm not sure whether it was kayfabe or something to do with it, but... Probably did in a way, well, it but was again, it, it's it? just it's just a different time, isn't it? I don't know. It was it just was a edgy. lot more popular, yeah. Yeah, we're not but saying things are not edgy now, but it's, it, times have changed, you know. Times have changed. I was going to say, <laughs> in the next ten years, is Omega going to get better at a promo? Well, that's it. Need I'm, to, I'm you got Don Callis. I'm, I'm echoing. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm echoing the internet here, right? So he's got Don Callis. He doesn't need to talk. So is that what he needs all the time? It's the, it's the Brock Lesnar. It's the Paul Heyman to Brock Lesnar, isn't it? I think I, when I listen to Kenny speak, just normally, I think he's really he's an interesting guy to listen to. But I do agree. I think sometimes when he's cutting a promo, it's not translating well. I think it's because he's used to that Japanese style of promo, promo though. Like, think yeah, I was, was going to say, was, think that's what speaking, it is. I think that's what it is because, like, you think, like, for the majority of his career, he's been cutting promos in fluent Japanese. Mm. So, and, and obviously, when you, the way you speak over there, like, the way you say something can come across as a completely different thing over here. I guess it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm saying he can't speak English or nothing like that. <laughs> it's just the fact that I guess when you cut a promo, you, it's like, you're you're a, you're a certain person, aren't you? When you cut a promo, like everyone has their own way of doing things, and I guess it's hard to, for him to like sort of translate his way of cutting promos in Japan into like an American audience, if that makes sense. Per- I think well, that's but, personally what it is. Well, going back to the Lesnar thing, like when he was in the UFC and he didn't have to cut a scripted promo, it felt natural. 
Yes. But when, you, when, but when he's in WWE trying to cut... When, when he did that stupid scream on UFC. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So that's why he had to have the Paul Heyman with him. Yeah. But I think, that, I I think said, that made Lesnar as a wrestler, though, having Heyman as well. Because obviously his wrestling ability was there, but as we all know, it's, it takes ability and charisma to make it. And obviously Heyman's that charisma for him, or was, should I say. And then his wrestling talent spoke in the ring. Not so much recently, but back in 2003 when he was hot, like his, his, yeah, well, his talent showed. All, all Brock Lesnar had to do was just stand there and, well, I say stand there, bounce around and look intimidating. Yeah, exactly. Kenny Omega just has to look smug with Don Callis and he's got heat. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing it well. You know, yeah, he's doing it well. I, I personally, I don't really, I don't really have an issue with Omega promos there are better are there, are there guys out there that do a better promo yeah absolutely there are absolutely um but i mean yeah it is what it is but it is it sometimes i think it is one of those things you have to talk about just because everyone sort of talks about it and do you know another thing i know we're going to come to sort of wrapping it up now and um probably go through some of our dream matches what we'd oh, maybe yeah. want to see I've got so many but before we do, I want, to, I want to put this out there. I think I may have mentioned this a few months back on the podcast, but this was a really odd internet criticism. I can understand the promo thing. And do you know what? If you get upset about someone who doesn't cut a promo well for you, I get it. It's not the end of the world, though. And, you know, I still think there's more positives about Omega than there are negatives if it's just the promo. But there was a thing going around about people really hating the his uh, tights that he was wearing at the time. So not the ones he sort of has now. It was like the, the grey ones yeah, that he had from uh, pretty much like beginning of AEW up until the, more recently when he yeah, I was remember on the build-up to winning the title. Remember that? The grey ones. People but why would you criticise that, though? It's just, a, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's <wrestling. laughs> It's wrestling. You have to criticise every little detail. You have to criticise every little detail. The only thing that I would do, and that I know some people do... And rightfully so, I think I think it's bang on, is that the only rating that you should care about as a fan when it comes to Kenny Omega isn't the rating star rating of his match, it's how good is his hair today? Like, does it look good? Yeah. <laughs> because he's got good stages of that hair, and I think you can rate that in stars. Yeah. The tights, I don't think you need to care about so much, but the hair, the hair you can rate, and it's usually it's usually quite high. I so, thought you did trophies, not star ratings. Well, I'll give a trophy for his hair, dude, mate. If he wants a trophy for that mop, I'll give him one. You went, you're going bold. You yeah, look, so you look more, you're more like Don Callis. <laughs> yeah, he is, actually. <laughs> well, if I cut a promo like him, I'd be happy. Well, speaking of wishes, what are each of Oof. our dream matches for Kenny Omega? Fuck me, can I buy that segue online or what? <laughs> <laughs> Dream matches with Kenny Omega. See, I got a bit stumped because, like I said, some of the ones I I thought, I mean, there'd still be dream matches to see him again now, I guess. But I mean, yeah, yeah. some of them they've when, already. When happened. we say dream matches, I just want to say that it can be it can be like past wrestlers, present wrestlers. Like, so I could say like, oh yeah, Shawn Michaels in his prime versus Omega now, you know, or Bullet Club Omega versus fucking. <sighs> I think that that could be a whole thing. I thought like more like modern day. But okay. I reckon cut that out. We'll just do no, no, no. Day. Keep it. Keep because no, if, if you've got some that you want to do, then yeah, you go for that. It just brings up diversity. Yeah, I've only right. really thought about like like modern day, but my, yeah. the first one that comes to my head is Omega and Osprey. 
Yeah. They yeah, have had I... matches before, but... Like, yeah, but that was before, obviously, Osprey That's what now, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Like, modern day, I think, like, to see it now... Yeah, yeah. That would be something um, special, for sure. But I, oh, I don't know. I need to have a think, unless you've got some already, but I, well, I need I've, to probably I've have a think one. about... I've got one, and I'm, I'm going to go outside the box here. I would like to see the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers, but, like, obviously, Omega and Ibushi as they are now, against, like, hmm. nowadays Bucks. Again, I know it's, like, they're all friends, and it's, you know, but just to see, like, the Golden Lovers and, like, one of the best tag teams in Japan of, of like, the past, against, hmm. like, the Bucks now, which are, like, hailed as, like, oh, best tag team in the world, even though I don't think they are. But whatever, like, that would be a good match to see, I think. <laughs> but regards to Omega on his own, I would really like to see, um, I, I guess it's probably obvious, and, like, a lot of people's, is is Balor and Omega. Again, see, they've def- they've definitely had a match. They they have had matches before, but, yeah. like, as they go far now, like now, like, yeah, yeah that would be, that'd be fucking sick. And that was Japan. Yeah. And obviously, matches in Japan and uh, to America, it's different. Yeah, like if you just like think of, of Bala how he is now and not Omega how he is now, that would be yeah. like such a fucking good match. Yeah, I think so. Well, Ashley, my my number one, Roman. Yeah, I was going to say I I've got an idea that I might try to do to help me break it down. If you guys want to get in on it, but I'm thinking about maybe looking at each promotion and picking one. So only one. So if you was going to start with say the WWE guys. If you look to NXT to start with, you can only pick one. What, one, one guy. One NXT, one WWE. Well, one NXT, one SmackDown, one Raw. If you were to do okay. it like that, one Impact, you know, etc. Okay. If you was going to pick okay. one from NXT, that's is it, I mean, this does is it hard. Have to, does it have to be like current or like old school? I'm thinking, for me, I'm, th- I'm thinking current. Oh, right, I'd, yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to really, really think hard. I think if we was going to go like, yeah, back no, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's fine. So, well, otherwise, I'd be coming out saying, yeah, do you know what, Omega Macho Man? Let's get that going. <laughs> yeah. I'd fucking love that shit. Yeah, Omega but, and well, Eddie Guerrero, that would be a dream match. Yeah, Bret Hart. Well, Bret, yeah. Okay, well, I've already said my NXT, which is which is Balor. So, what about yeah. you two? Adam Cole. <sighs> so, you know, no, I, I thought was, of Cole. I did yeah. think of Cole as well, but yeah. I thought Balor. Do you know what I, I was? It was going to be Cole, but it's got to be Gargano. Yeah, that'd be great as well. I think or Omega and Johnny Gargano, or I, Omega I see and Champa as well. But I don't know. I reckon there's something. There's, there's something, something there. about Gargano. Yeah, there's something about a Gargano and Omega match. That yeah, gets, yeah, I'm interested. That would in that. be really, really good. Um, all right. What about SmackDown? Obviously, Ash has said Roman. I'd agree Roman. with that. To be fair. Yeah, I'd Roman. say I'd say Roman as well because I don't. Even if it I don't know. If, <laughs> what the roster is these days so I'm just going to say someone like in a minute if they're on Smackdown then they're on Smackdown or whatever but, but yeah I agree with Roman like nowadays yeah. Roman because yeah even yeah, if it wasn't like, the belt collector era with obviously Roman being the Universal Champion I still like to see it yeah. I think well it's it's two it's the two companies top guys at the end of the day like that's, yeah. that would be a money maker yeah. anywhere but I reckon it would be but so what about Raw I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go out there and say, like, again, I don't know the rosters, but um, I'm just going to say Brian. Again, it's probably happened in the past, maybe, but a lot of people would probably say Rollins, but I don't want to say Rollins because I'm not. I'm not a fan of him. 
and again, I've been Smackdown over this well. so many yeah, times. Yeah, Smackdown. Well, so, I've been on, yeah. I've been over this so many times. Like, it's not that Rollins isn't talented. I'm just not a fan. Never have been. I think it'd be a great match, though. I don't know. Yeah, if it'd, be, it'd be a great I match, reckon... but I, I, I personally wouldn't say it to myself. I got a left field one. Are you going to say Orton? Not Orton. Kofi. Yeah, that'd be good. I personally would wouldn't pay to see it, but again, each to their own, isn't it? But I think Orton would. I think Orton would be interesting. It would definitely I be do. interesting. I do. I actually think an Orton Omega match would. I be... think. I think. The, I think the storyline would probably be better than the match. But I'm not. That's not. Just, that's not to say the match would be bad. I'm just saying, like, because obviously how they both are character-wise, and I think the story. I, mean, I think the build would be better than the match. It's easy to say um, styles. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking Styles. Like, the rest then... of the reason I haven't said Styles because it's an obvious choice. Like it's a no-brainer again, isn't it? Like they've probably wrestled, maybe wrestled. On, I don't know if they actually have in Japan, but again, it'd be one of them ones that like it'd definitely be good to see, like Balor and uh, Omega. I'd love to see it, yeah, but I'd, I don't know. I don't think I'd go for it, and I'd be interested to see it. I think out of them all, I'd probably pick either a Drew. Or maybe Ricochet. Um, He's had matches with Ricochet before in Japan. I know it's just one of those things, like a, like a Ricochet now. Like yeah, if you yeah, were to yeah. book that match right now, this this really should be Ricochet's rejuvenation. Yeah, because that poor guy is just like I don't think. You yeah, can honestly, again, WWE's destroyed him, destroyed him. Um, and you know what? I, obviously, again, it's another no-brainer. But Nakamura, I think SmackDown. He's still SmackDown as well because. I know that I know that I know that Styles yeah. and Nakamura have had a match in Japan, but I don't know if Omega and Nakamura have had a match in Japan. Like, but if if they have, like Nakamura in Japan, like when he was first coming up, is like a different Nakamura than what you see like before we left to come to NXT. Like yeah. Na- Nakamura now and Omega now would be fucking. That would be out of the ballpark. Easy. Omega would have only been in Bullet Club for like two years before Nakamura left to go to NXT, I think, as well. So. That's what I mean. So they might not have even wrestled each other. Yeah, but they probably did, though. Probably did at some point. Maybe, yeah. maybe in tag We're matches or something. We're saying as it is right now, though, like as they are now. Yeah, yeah. Like as they are now, Nakamura and, and um, Omega would be absolutely fucking astonishing, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what about Impact? Impact. A one-on-one with Moose, obviously. I Impact do want to, I want is, is a tough it, but... one because, obviously, from what I saw of that um, that tag team match, uh, hard, hard to Kill, was it? Yeah. Um, I would like to see uh, an Omega in Moose. Yeah. Definitely. But again, like... I hate to break it to you as well, mate, but if that match happens, I'm, I'm pro-Moose. Well, of course you would be. Same as Ashley. <laughs> I love yeah, Omega, but, but you just you just can't help it. Moose. Like we said. But like I said, <laughs> I, I, since that Hard to Kill pay-per-view, I do actually like him now. And I never thought I'd ever say that in my life. But I actually do. So I would love to see that match because, yeah, he's really, really like... It's the top of mine, I think. Yeah, it's just um, like... One-on-ones. Since, since I saw him like years ago... And I was like, oh, I can't stand this guy. And then, like, seeing him obviously wrestle, that's like the first time I'd seen him wrestling years, like, when it was hard to kill. Again, it's like night and day. Like, him as a, as a wrestler and a, a character, I guess, has improved vastly. 
Moose is brilliant. I, I think that's the money match, one-on-one. That's what I'd want to see the most. Completely agree. But if I wasn't picking that one... I was literally just going to say, if you didn't choose yeah. Moose, who would it be? And it can't be Swan because he's already had it. I'm no. just looking at the roster because I have no clue, to be honest. I, I know. I know immediately who it'd be. Eric Young. It's a good choice. Absolutely. Eric Young. Yeah, yeah. But I you know what, be... though? You know what I would like to see? Well, it's techni- well, technically it could be Impact if it happens, but Omega and Joe? Yeah. Omega and well, Samoa it's... Joe would be good. I don't know what's going to happen with Joe, Joe yet, and... maybe. They have teased Joe and Impact, so that could happen. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's why I said maybe Impact, but, I mean, let's face it, like, Joe pretty much was in Impact for, like, the longest time anyway. So I'm just going to count them as Impact. Like, Joe and Omega <laughs> would be great, wouldn't it? Just think, though, that would be such a fantastic match. It would. Or, or even I think like, Moose, Moose is the match, though. Moose, it, you, you yeah. are agreeing with that, I'm guessing, Ash. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. I'm Again, they're like, out the, the ballpark. Omega and TJP. Yeah. That would be a fantastic match. I'm looking I'm looking at the names, and I'm like, maybe Sammy Callahan. But I'd In that hardcore-style match, though, maybe, yeah, but... I'd obviously that with Moxie, so... Yeah, they go in those Eddie Edwards... Yeah, Eddie Edwards, not Eddie Kingston. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but yeah, I think I think TJP and Omega would be great. Mm. What about what about New Japan? What about New Japan? New Japan yeah. as it is now, then. Jay White, because yeah, that's again, the end of it's, the discussion. <laughs> that's the thing, though. That's the thing with New Japan, though. It's like obviously he's probably wrestled all of them in the past so it's difficult to say yeah. like you can't say oh I'd love to see Omega and Okada because they had like one of the greatest of all time and like but the thing is though when Jay White was coming up obviously Omega was already at the top so I don't actually think yeah. they ever had a match so I'd, I'd say like I'd say Jay White and Omega because Jay White to me seems to be like the new Omega of New Japan like he's the foreigner that's come up and it's he's like edgy and he's won the title for the first time and like mm. he's still going to keep going. Like I think like Jay White is going to be the new Omega in Japan. I like Jay White a lot. I really do. Mm. I'd say if out of the two, I think I would. I if saw you, his if fucking, you hold me at gunpoint. I, I saw his say, first match in New Japan. I saw Jay White's first match in New Japan, and even then, I knew it was going to be something special. There you go. If you if you hold me at gunpoint and said, "Look, you got to pick one or the other," you get Will. Uh, you get Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega, or you're going to get Jay White versus Omega. I think I would what still pick What about a triple threat? Osprey. A triple threat would be awesome, but I just I'm a fan of the one on one. So yeah, I just yeah. it's it's I think I would pick Osprey still. Uh um as a dream match Osprey Omega, but I don't know that is tricky cuz fuck me. I mean, yeah, an Omega Jay White match would be I reckon really something special, but What about Kenta? Kenta, yeah. Uh, we could get that at some point maybe. I know they tag with each other. But yeah, I get that. I'm, the thing is though, with Kenta, he's not the same guy he was when he left Japan. It's, yeah, I mean, it's not that it's not his fault because of the injuries and that. But I think if he came back to Japan, the same guy as he left, it would be much. But I'm not saying it'd be a bad match because Kenta's still got it. Like, don't get me wrong, he's just not the same guy as he was when he left. If that makes sense, because of the injuries and that. Yeah, I think it's it's a lot better now. But the only other person I can probably think that of much re- that match had with Moxley was really good though for the, yeah. the for the IWGP US. Uh, only other two people I would say dream match for Kenny now that I'd want to see now is probably Jeff Cobb and Phantasmo. Really, I was going to say Jeff Cobb, 
but, for that little big kind of yeah mm. yeah and then to be fair the Andrade Triple uh, A yeah. match that's Andrade be Omega is going to be fantastic that is a dream match really yeah so if, with, if, with, if, uh, if, with Charlotte Flair at ringside <laughs> yeah if he, if he was still on Raw he probably would have been my pick for um, yeah. for a match because the only other person from WWE I'd probably say is Ray. Probably Mysterio. Like, in terms of, like, I'd really want to see that one-on-one. What? What? Yeah. Omega and Mysterio? Ray Mysterio. I think that yeah. would be... Even now, I think if you had, like, Ray in his prime as well, then you, you know, you're fucking cooking then. But, you know, even now, I think that would be, be awesome. The thing is, though, like we said, in next 10 years, if Omega really is going to maintain the momentum and become the most important man in wrestling for the next 10 years, then, do you know, actually, you don't fucking know what you're going to see. Yeah, and a lot of the things that we've said, we we may end up seeing them. Yeah, that's what I mean. We can that's only the good hope. thing. Like you never know what you're going to see. I've got one know. more name. Like like I said, bang on, Ash. Like I said before, if you said to me a year ago, oh, in a year's time, Kenny Omega's going to win the Impact title, I'd have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, you just <laughs> don't know what's going to happen. You never know. What? What was your one more? Bandito. Bandito. Well, I've got one actually. <laughs> As well. Omega and Sami Zayn. El Generico. Yeah. There's so many. So many. Can, yeah, is it any more? Or if you well, just wanna... before we before we wrap up, let's just say one match. If we could like alter the history of time and do like anything, like like we said, just one match. What would it be? Mine would be Bullet Club Omega versus, um, uh, well, early 2000s Shawn Michaels. That would be mine. Yeah, mine's probably Bullet Club Omega versus probably Eddie Guerrero 2004. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. You know, uh, Bullet Club Omega versus uh, 97 Foundation Bret Hart. Mm. Yeah, that would be that would be good as well. Yeah, yeah. You could take your pick out of so much of those, though, couldn't you? I mean, I'd, I to be honest, I'd take a, a I'd take a current day Kenny Omega against a nineteen ninety slash, you know, somewhere between eighty seven ninety Ric Flair. Yeah, I would take. I you know, there's there's so much a Ricky Steamboat. Rookie Steamboat in Omega would be great, his, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, in his prime, I can't, you know, there's so much, so, so much. But if I, I had to know. give another one, it'd be uh, Cat Angle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. You know what? This could be I'm, a whole other topic. We could go on all day saying, yeah, like, you could. Oh, I yeah, know. you know, I'd like to see fucking, um, you know, I'd like to see well, 80s Ric Flair against fucking 2004 Cat Angle or something like that. <laughs> we, wait, you're going to have to make them in the games, we, aren't you? Yeah. We are closer up to another top 10 list. We are close to a top 10 list, Ash. That's right. I don't know what so we're we doing do for it, though. top 10 dream matches. Oh. Top 10 dream matches, I'm guessing. That's Cheeky the thing, boy. though. Like That would be a, that would be a tough one to, to make a, a 10 list off, though. It fucking would, yeah. And how many, of well, them would, it, how many of them would have the same opponent, though? That's the thing. I don't know. It could go. It could go any way. How, many, how really? many matches would have, like, Flair and Hogan? Well, we could Maybe make it interesting Hogan, and have... <laughs> we could make it interesting and have one... Dream match per wrestler. Yeah, so yeah, that that would be a good idea. We should do that for the next top ten. We should do top ten wow. dream matches, but you can only choose a wrestler once. 
There you go. You've heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you said, like, and it doesn't matter about different eras. Like, you can only choose him. So, if I said, if I said, like, nineties Michaels, then that's it. You can't never. You can't choose Michaels again. It's just mm. one match per wrestler. Look at that. But could you say? Could you say? Um, Dif- Finn diff- Balor, different gimmicks. Later on, you can't Devitt. say Prince Devitt. No, different gimmicks. It's the same, it's the same person. person. So, yeah, I just like off, this. Off I'm, a, I'm up quick, for that. Though. Did we ever get Ankle Michaels? Ankle, yes. yes, we did. Mania 21. That was my favourite Mania match for a long time. Mania 21? Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to go back and watch that then. I don't think you I... should do. It's one, it's, it's one of the best... I still... They had a few matches. Uh, one-on-one, that was like the, the biggest one. It still probably is my favourite. It's so difficult because I love Taker Michaels at 25 and, and the 26 one. Mm. Michaels but I don't know, I still... Well. Yeah. Yeah, for emotional Mc- Man and yeah. Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so in closing, let's. I reckon as we close out, let's bloody favourite Kenny Omega match or moment, and then okay. we'll bid everyone adieu. Oh, yeah, especially <laughs> on this one. Yeah. So my favourite Omega match so far in, in the histories of time will have to be it is, it is hard. Like, don't, I, I'm not just able to like pluck it out of my head. But the reason I say this is because this is the one that like, and it'd probably be a lot of people's, but this is the one that obviously made me stand up and take notice. Like really, cause he was my favorite anyway, but really take notice was, was the very first, um, Omega and Okada yeah. at Wrestle Kingdom. Not the, two, not the two out of three, because that was fucking fantastic as well. But the, the first, it was for the IWGP. Heavyweight title and Okada was champion. Omega Okada Wrestle Kingdom. That's my favourite Omega match. And yeah. it's again, it's it's because it's sentimental as well to me. That's same for me anyway. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's mine done. Mine's exactly the same. But the the, the, the two out the two out of three was great as well. That they had that was like well over an hour, and they basically wrestled three supremely good matches back to back. So if you haven't seen that one, I. I Highly recommend going and checking out the Okada Omega two out of three falls because that was just like that was that was just something else. Uh, my my match is different. It's the is it two thousand is it two thousand and five um, Omega from Deep South? <laughs> no, it's, it's when he lost the title to Tanahashi. Okay, yeah, which led up to obviously AEW being born. Yeah, yeah, it was a good match. There you go. Yeah, yeah, history in the making. Actually, I changed my mind. The one against the nine year old girl. <laughs> favorite <laughs> favorite ever no it's, it's it is the okada one but long may his matches continue everybody we hope you've had a good time listening to us uh i mean this basically this has basically been blow up blow smoke up kenny's ass for uh, about an hour but, hour and a half you know it's our, <laughs> it's our podcast we do what we want um <laughs> we, we do what we bloody well want and but on this one there, we wanted to <laughs> fucking bum omega <laughs> If anyone out there, though, can tell us uh, any more about this uh, wrestling retribution project, then by all means, please do. I'm going to purchase it, and I will make sure at some point in the future, in the near future, that we will do a review on this. We should watch it all together. We absolutely should. And hopefully, very soon, we can. As we come into May, we're going to ease out a lockdown. Can't wait for that. Um, But yeah, until next time. Also, I should say, if there's any wrestlers you want us to talk about, like we've done with 
Uh, Kenny. Just oh, Kenny. Yeah, because there's so many. There's so many that we could do. So, yeah. yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let's just, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, it I, I think I've enjoyed it more than you two have. But <laughs> 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 oh, mate, enjoyed it. If you have, please do. It means the world to us. Hit us up with a follow. Subscribe. Yeah, come on, Omega. Follow us, mate, on your Instagram at uh, Kenny Omega Man X. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just make sure. Just stay tuned. Get in touch with all the. See, I've, I'm off the trailer thought now. It's, it's thrown me. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Well, we are being in Canada, aren't we? So. Well, we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll sort of soon find out. That's why we. That's the real reason we're doing this. <laughs> it's not. Big that's shout out to Winnipeg. <laughs> They don't listen to us in Winnipeg. Toronto do. No, just Toronto. Big shout out to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you have enjoyed it, please do hit us with a follow. Hit us with a uh, subscribe. I had a bit of a lisp then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hit us with a V trigger. <laughs> yeah. Hit us with a V trigger. Hit us with a V trigger. V trigger that fucking thumbs up. <laughs> and if you could. Let all your friends know that there are three idiots out there that like talking about wrestling. Yeah. And we would be very honoured for you to join us. But yeah, do let us know. If you if there's anything you want us to cover um, or anything you want us to talk about, then, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the uh, all the good stuff. So get yourselves over, keep in touch, and see what we've got coming up for you next time. Looks like our top 10's already, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. already been planned. Well, that's, yeah, that's done. That's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've enjoyed it. It's been good doing this again with you boys. It's um, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, same here. But we've got a we've got a banger for the be. next one. I don't know what it is yet, but you know you got to promote it anyway, yeah. But I've got yeah. a banger yeah. for the next one. <laughs> Probably that. Um, it's it's the history of Omega here. Part Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does Kenny Omega scenes. get his hair to look so good? That's what it is. Three men, one fool. Thanks for listening. I've been Jay. I always have been, and I always will be. <laughs> I'm Ash. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Russ, and Jay. I'll let you do the. Uh, I'll let you have the honours. There's no better time. There's no better time. So, without further ado, all oh, the hands are out. That's the wrong arm. <laughs> oh yeah, because people are going to see this, aren't yeah, they? But we can. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. I guess you're going to go on um, and, uh, via pro later. Thanks for listening, and um, I might even answer that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll uh, bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night, motherfuckers. <laughs> that is that's a real heel turn. That, but we all love you. Yeah, we do love you. We, we mean do. turn. That was a uh, more face and heel turns than the big show. Boop. <laughs> later, later. See ya. Thanks for listening. Nice one. Three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it, I did it for the people, for the people.